The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Affirm and to... Well, I hope you are just fine. Well, I hope you're just fine with my voice being back on the air. It's been a while. I've been on vacation. Glad to be back with you. I'm Bruce Hooley. This is the Bruce Hooley Show, and we are uh, back from vacation. That's over. Some observations from flying for the first time in a long time, from observing people, and from observing our country from 30,000 feet plus. We'll share them all with you today. And uh, thank someone that I, I don't think I've ever thanked before. I will thank AOC, and I will thank Ilhan Omar, uh, because I think uh, they may have come up to the with the solution for uh, something that has torn our country apart over the last couple of years. Stand by for that. But first, I got to start with another uh, unusual uh, expression of gratitude. I got to thank uh, my man Vladimir Putin. I leave. Gas prices are astronomical, unaffordable. I come back. And here in central Ohio, I can get gas if I'm willing to drive uh, to a certain station or 10 for less than $4 a gallon. I mean, if it's Putin's fault that prices went up, I guess it's only fair that I thank him that prices have gone down. So thank you, Vlad. Appreciate that very, very much. Sorry about uh, it for those of you in uh, the Dayton area listening on 94.5, according to WDTN.com, the lowest gas prices in Dayton are still hovering over $4 a gallon. But they are not at $5 a gallon like they used to be. So, you know, maybe you should uh, also drop a note to the Kremlin and thank Vladimir Putin for that. Uh, Some things don't change, however. Uh, Today in uh, Columbus, early today in Columbus, a man was shot and killed in the short north. Behind a United Dairy Farmers store, they have a very clear picture of the suspect, so I assume it would be uh, not very long before he is apprehended. So crime continues to rage in our cities, and not exclusively for that reason, but more so because our elected officials in the cities of America, most often run by Democrats, certainly Columbus is, certainly Dayton is, Columbus police are now uh, soon to be 100 fewer in their ranks as 100 officers have accepted a $200,000 buyout to not be police officers, at least with CPD anymore. My guess is, my guess is, my hope is, a lot of these men and women will take the money and run to suburban districts and end up in Hilliard, in Dublin, in Westerville, in New Albany in other places where they will be appreciated by the citizenry and where they will be able to work for mayors or city managers who do not do everything within their power to tell them that they are suspected of wrongdoing first, foremost, and always, even if videotape exonerates them, as it did the rookie officer in the shooting of Micaiah Bryant. So, uh, City of Columbus will not be a safer place without these 100 experienced officers. 
but the suburban districts will be, and that will perpetuate a trend where our cities are more dangerous than our suburbs, but our suburbs are getting very, very dangerous. I have a friend who is a detective in a suburban district, and things go on in that district that I think would shock people to find out. The problems are not unique to inner city Columbus, Cincinnati, Dayton, Cleveland. They're not unique to the southern border. Fentanyl is a problem everywhere, everywhere in our state, in our communities, however tiny they may be. And so um, still I hope for the uh, soft landing of these officers in suburban districts where they will be appreciated for the things uh, that they have done. And uh, they will, I'm sure, uh, keep the peace in the places that they go and uh, hopefully will not have to uh, detain too many people for civil unrest, as was the case yesterday at our Supreme Court, which brings me to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Representative Ilhan Omar the most ungrateful immigrant ever to the United States of America. She's a Somali immigrant. She is a U.S. congresswoman because she is in a district where, as Nancy Pelosi once said, a glass of water with a D on it could get elected. And yesterday, Omar and AOC were among 17 members of Congress who were arrested for blocking traffic, not for protesting. You are allowed to peacefully protest in this country. If you're in a city like Columbus, Dayton, St. Louis, Baltimore, Portland, Seattle, Kenosha, you can protest with uh, Molotov cocktails, frozen bottles of water, cans of food that you're lobbying at police officers. Washington, D.C. too. But yesterday, AOC and Ilhan Omar were not arrested for protesting. No, they were arrested for blocking traffic. And then they did something that I must say is, well, I'm ashamed to admit, next level in its brilliance. Because if and only if everyone detained by police would do what Ilhan Omar and AOC did yesterday, we could eliminate, I mean, I don't mean reduce, I mean eliminate. Situations like led to the death of Jalen Walker in Akron a couple weeks ago. Uh, Like led to the death of uh, Rayshard Brooks in Atlanta. Like led to the death of uh, Trayvon Martin. Michael Brown. Because Ilhan Omar and AOC did something very unique yesterday. After they were detained, they applied to themselves, they didn't even have a cop do it, they applied to themselves imaginary handcuffs. Imaginary handcuffs. Who would have thought that the solution to people resisting arrest, being pursued by officers, and occasionally being shot by officers because they would not submit to the authority of the police department, Who would have thought that that could be eliminated by the amazingly courageous example of AOC and Ilhan Omar applying, self-applying, imaginary handcuffs to themselves. And then, in in Omar's case, leading herself away from the scene of the crime. Now, 
uh, a jest, of course, but they did really do this. They walked away from being detained, AOC with a police officer lightly holding on to her elbow. She was holding her hands behind her back as if she had been handcuffed. Omar did the same, except, except when they were walking away, they both fist pumped people who were yelling at them, shouting at them, applauding them, I'm sure. But think, I mean, if Jalen Walker in Akron had simply, when the cops pulled him over, instead of after speeding through a neighborhood at 85 miles an hour, instead he could even have kept his ski mask on. I wouldn't care. if You can wear a ski mask if you apply imaginary handcuffs. Jalen Walker, instead of running and then turning around, leading officers to believe that when he reached toward his waistband, he might be pulling out the gun that he had already fired at them once, Imagine if Jalen Walker had just done an AOC and applied the imaginary handcuffs. He'd be alive today. So would Michael Brown. So would Trayvon Martin. So would Richard Brooks. So would uh, all of those who resist arrest. So I hope that catches on. I hope that there's not much from AOC. In fact, nothing except that that I can think of that would uh, be worthy of perpetuating. But uh, AOC not happy about uh, people like me and others mocking her for her application of fake handcuffs. If you really want to know AOC's inner thoughts, you have to go to her Instagram. I'll spare you the trouble. This is what she had to say about her uh, little bout with, uh, well, her little bout with uh, Capitol Police yesterday in Washington, D.C., outside the Supreme Court. Republicans' favorite hobby is to make conspiracy theories out of everything to distract you and keep you from talking about what's actually important, which is the fact that they are trying to take away your right to bodily autonomy. If I was faking that, why would I intentionally fist pump somebody? It's so silly. If I was faking that, why would I intentionally... See, she's been mocked on social media and television and everywhere because she's on tape not having handcuffs on <laughs> and she says she's taking the ruse all the way to the finish line if if i was faking it so she wasn't faking it so those handcuffs are real whether you think they're real or not which i guess i have to give her points for consistency because you know she's Someone who would say that a man is a woman if he says he is. If he thinks he's a woman, he's a woman. So I guess whatever you think is uh, is your truth in the case of AOC. We'll get back to the real truth next. I wish I was kidding, but I'm not. The idiocy and lunacy of the masked fools is starting again. And I'm not surprised. Uh, I, as I said, flew on vacation uh, to Arizona to see family a week ago and flew back. And I was amazed the number of people who are wearing masks. I, I mean, utterly amazed. So I'm getting on the plane at John Glenn International a week ago yesterday. And I'm at the beginning of the B boarding group, and they take the you know the A group, and then they take the families with small children. And there's only one family with small children, and it's this uh, guy 
and he's got a kid who's, I don't know, maybe three, four. And they're walking down the jetway ahead of me, both masked. And I hear him say to his son, now, don't touch anything. And when we get on the plane, I'm going to sanitize the seats. Now, listen, I will allow for the possibility that the man may have cancer. The kid may have leukemia. The kid may have beaten leukemia. I will allow that there are situations where this might make some sense, maybe even perfect sense. I'm speaking in generalities. But in generalities, if you're putting this kind of fear in the minds of your children, well, then you are not parenting in a smart way. But I continue to see it. Last night, I boarded my flight in Arizona, and I was in the uh, end of the C group. So not a lot of seats, okay? So I'm looking for the first aisle or window I can get, if I can get one. Probably going to have to get a middle, but maybe I can get an aisle or a window. Ah, there's a window seat. Two ladies sitting in the middle and aisle seat, both masked. And I didn't even think about it, okay? I didn't even think about I might make them nervous if I got in there without a mask on. I said, you know, may I sit there? And they were like, yes. I kind of surprised. After I sat down, I thought, uh-oh, maybe I'm, you know, sending them into spasms of fear. Um, it's not that I don't care. It's that I don't care much, okay? Because I can't be responsible for your neuroses. If you want to tell me that you'd prefer I sit somewhere else, okay, fine. But they didn't, so I sat down. And I did not interact with them. I didn't want to. Spread any cooties on them. Tonight, the city of Dayton will require masks at its city commission meeting. And if you do not have a mask, uh, one will be provided for you. Public Health, Dayton, and Montgomery County announced late last week that the county has upgraded to a high level of its COVID-19 community level framework. Oh, boy. Um... Green County getting in on a goofiness. Public health encouraging residents to start masking indoors once again. Could you please produce the definitive study that proves that indoor masking has any appreciable impact at all on the spread of COVID? Am I to believe that indoor masking is more effective than vaccination or boosting? Because here's a quote from Lori Fox of Greene County Public Health. We're going to see cases regardless, just like the flu. Even if you're vaccinated, you can still spread it and you can still get it. So if you're vaccinated and you can still spread it and you can still get it, am I to believe that wearing a mask will bulletproof you in some way that a vaccine does not? I feel like I could just go back on a loop to a show from two years ago and run my objections to this stupidity. Although what we do have are many, many instances of scientists and actual people, children, who've gone through this, talking about the debilitating impact of masks on their social development, on their learning ability, And yet we're going to do it all over again. Why? Because do something, right? You got to do something. Whenever we got into doing something is akin to 
doing something smart. The two are distinctly different. Doing something and doing something smart, not always the same thing. In fact, sometimes it is entirely possible, in fact, probable, that when you do something just because you want to do something, you'll be doing something dumb. And that is what we are doing. Green County is averaging 228 cases per 100,000 residents. What could I Google to find out what we were getting back during the height of COVID? How about COVID cases per 100,000 in Ohio in, let's go, June of 2020? Let's do that. That was the height of COVID, right? Um... That must not have been the height of COVID because it says 50. There's no way it's six times higher or we would all be masked. And it would be state patrol troopers pulling you over on the highway if you were not masked in your own car. So I just think this is really silly. I think most people are completely over the furor of COVID. COVID is a can be a serious illness for those who are immunocompromised, overweight, Elderly, is this a is this a pre-election, pre-midterm election gambit? Maybe I'm sure the Democrats would love it if we could go all mail-in ballot again. If we could scare everyone again that it's not safe to go out to the polls. But I don't think Ohio is going to fall for that. I don't think America is going to fall for that. I think people are going to push back against that. As my dad used to say, with both feet. Here's the other thing that I discovered on my travels through John Glenn International, Sky Harbor International, and whatever they call the airport in St. Louis. When did taking dogs on airplanes become borderline routine? If I saw one, I saw 25 dogs. Not service dogs. I saw one service dog. I'm talking about... Paris Hilton purse dogs or puppies. I'm following a guy on a moving walkway with a backpack. And it's not a backpack. It's like a puppy carrier. When did this become a thing? When did we become so soft as a culture that you can't get on a plane now unless you have your emotional distress dog with you? (laughs) I mean... Has this always been this way? Did I miss it the first 40 years of my flying life? Traveling with Ohio State all over the country, here, there, and everywhere. I saw no dogs on airplanes. Now dogs are everywhere on airplanes. And I'm a dog lover, and I vote no.